Welcome to Weill Cornell Medicine Cancer Cast, conversations about new developments in medicine, cancer care, and research. I'm your host, Dr. John Leonard, and today's topic will be confronting a cancer diagnosis and back to reality after treatment. Today's guest is Cece Webster. Cece is a recent survivor and a patient at Weill Cornell Medicine in New York Presbyterian Hospital. She's also the author of So That Happened a memoir that offers a candid reflection on her experience with cancer as a young adult. Diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma at the age of 29, Cece is now in remission and sharing her story, her perspective, and her insights in hopes of raising awareness of the disease and helping others through the battle, always with a little bit of humor. So Cece, it's really great to have you here today. And uh, I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to come and speak with us today a little bit about your experiences. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited um, and uh, proud to be a patient um, at Wild Cornell, especially under um, your team's treatment. So, yeah, happy to be here. Great. So, why don't we start today? And and obviously, every uh, every patient dealing with cancer has kind of their own unique story, their own background, their own perspective. And and we're going to get into your experiences and how uh, they what we can can think about and learn from uh, in general in patients in, in uh, your type of scenario. But just tell us in, in a few minutes a little bit about your story as far as dealing with, uh, with lymphoma. Well, as you can imagine, and of course you were there when I was diagnosed, um, it was uh, something that totally and completely blindsided me. I had never really been sick um, as a child or, or throughout my early adult life, um, when I was starting to experience the symptoms, I was flying at the level of, you know, maybe it's a hormonal imbalance or a thyroid dysfunction. So when a lymphoma diagnosis came through, I was in, in pure shock, um, and completely thrown out of, uh, out of my comfort zone. And I didn't, even have the words to kind of understand what exactly that meant to me. Um, you guys and the team at Wild Cornell um, were were so great in managing me through that point, as well as getting me into treatment and providing me all the resources that I needed, um, like fertility assessment and things like that. And and you know it was a team effort. We all came out the other side, but I can tell you the experience was completely different than how I thought it would be going into it. Um, I definitely, I, I thought, you know, using my background in pharmaceutical marketing, I was exposed to all of the breakthrough cancer treatments and I was actually expecting like a once a day pill or something. And I thought, oh, you know, I'll probably work right through this. It'll just be a quick blip on the radar. Not a big deal. No problem. Lymphoma over in six months. Like it's like nothing ever happened not how it went down. <laughs> totally different experience. Um, but it turned out to be a really good story. And so I wrote about it and that's in my memoir. So that happened. Great. So we'll, we'll come to that uh, more specifically in a, in a few minutes. But one of the things that is not unique, but perhaps less common about your scenario is you were diagnosed when you were 29. And um, 
you know, people are used to dealing with cancers and cancers are more common in, as you get older. And certainly by the time most people get to be in their 60s and 70s, either they themselves or their families or friends are dealing with cancer. And so that's a whole set of issues for older people. But there's an increasing attention um, by the National Cancer Institute and others, including those of us who take care of lymphoma patients and other uh, patients who have uh, cancers diagnosed at, at younger ages to deal with the unique issues of the what are termed the adolescent young adult population, which is broadly defined as as age 15 to 39. And obviously there's a big range of issues in there. So give us your sense of kind of what's what was particularly a challenge for you being in that age group and the things that um, are issues, you know, that confronted you that wouldn't be issues for, um, you know, someone more typically diagnosed with cancer, say, in their 60s and 70s. Right. Um, so many um, kind of unique challenges with any cancer diagnosis. With mine um, at 29, I mean, we as humans are not programmed to understand our mortality um, in uh, to that acute extent. Um, that was one of the biggest kind of found foundational shakeups was to um, get a, a life-threatening disease and uh, be at an age where you your concept of your lifespan and time seems infinite and invincible. Um, your career is just starting. Everything is so exciting and growing so fast, and and to uh, be presented with a, a, a very precarious um, kind of it almost was like a life sentence uh, was um, totally uh, you know earth shattering at that point. Another challenge um, beyond kind of that foundational shakeup was. Uh, this outward or projected fear of being different than your peers and not just different, but less than or broken, um, incomplete, that you're kind of like uh, a, a, a bent model. Um, it was it was a lot of life that was handed at you in a small amount of time. Um, and in in my experience, I was more scared of the impact that all of this would have on me and the plan that I had made for myself and the career that I was building um, and the goals I had for myself. I was more afraid of what this would do to all of that than than the loss of life itself. Um, I probably can attribute that to to you, Dr. Leonard, and your team because I, I wasn't afraid of dying. I didn't think that I would die. Um, but I knew that this would have a profound impact on my life and that change was out of my control, which was utterly terrifying, um, to a person with my personality type. (laughs) (laughs) So a few minutes ago, you alluded to the concept of all of the surprises and, and there are very few people who aren't surprised by the experience of a cancer diagnosis and cancer treatment. Everyone has preconceived notions based on typically friends, family, et cetera. What what were just a couple of the things that surprised you the most or that were almost surprising surprises and that they were so different than what you expected? 
Well, again, um, my my background came from the pharmaceutical world, and here I was marketing kind of groundbreaking therapies and drugs, and really at the forefront of their of their um, science. Um, I was helping these companies, uh, big pharma, kind of introduce um, to the world these these brands, specifically oncology. Ironically, um, my understanding of what type of treatment I would go through was in accordance with those kind of breakthrough therapies. Now, when I uh, first got diagnosed, I, I really, I believe that cancer had made a mistake when it had chosen me. And I, when we first sat together in that first meeting of ours, I just, I could not believe that this was happening to me. Um, I had never dealt with anything of this magnitude before. Um, and so my, my go-to, uh, reaction or instinct was to just, you know, put my head down, plow right through it. This is going to be fine. It's going to be quick, easy, and over soon. And it'll be like nothing ever happened and nothing ever changed. And I'll be, I'll get my life back in six months and you, Dr. Leonard, you're going to put it all back together again and I'll, I'm going to be fine. Like I said, not the experience living through it. You mean I didn't put it all back together? <laughs> you did beautifully. <laughs> um, the emotional impact was had great resonance um, and will continue to do throughout my life. Um, it took one drip from that first treatment for me to realize that I had gotten this wrong, that I was going to need help. And I needed to help my body through this in, in any way, shape or form that I could possibly, um, I could possibly imagine. So I really tried everything, as you know, I tried everything that, uh, could make me feel better, uh, less nauseous, less tired, healthier, happier. Um, and I did that really kind of tootling around New York City on my good weeks. Uh, I came in for chemo every other week. So I'd, I had one good, good shining week in there. And I, I really explored um, all these different therapies and um, th uh, treatments uh, that kind of I, my gut was telling me to, to go to. And I, I really, some of it worked and some of it didn't. Um, but I, it was, it, very much a support to me um, in making that commitment to myself and promising that the next six months is for me, that I am going to do everything in my power to help myself through this. And I, I'm, I cannot go through it and pretend like this is not happening. Um, so that was the biggest, that was the biggest surprise. So, so what are, and we're going to come because obviously you're doing well now as we've talked about and, and we want to get into, to kind of what that's like in a different phase of, of dealing with things and it's whole